Grace and peace to you from God our Creator and the Lord Jesus Christ. Today is the 13th December 2020. It is the third Advent Sunday and our readings for this Advent Sunday comes to us from the book of Isaiah chapter 61 verses 1 to 4, 8 to 11. Our Gospel reading for today comes to us from the Gospel according to St. John chapter 1 verses 6 to 8 and 19. The verses that we would like to focus on for today's family worship service is coming to us from Isaiah chapter 61 verses 1 to 4. These verses are only a summary of the verses and I would like to challenge you to read and reflect on these verses for yourself. These verses read as follows. The Spirit of the Lord is on me. Because the Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor, he has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives, and to release from darkness the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. This is the word of the Lord. Our second reading comes to us from the Gospel according to St. John, chapter 1, verse 26. Verse 26 reads as follows, I baptize with water, John replied, but among you stands one you do not know. He is the one who comes after me. This is the good news of Christ. Let us join together in prayer. Holy God of joy, we rejoice in the reality of who you are. We live within the joy of your love for us. Our joy is deeply rooted in our identity as your beloved children. And so we give you thanks and we give you praise, O God. And now may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing and acceptable in your sight. And so, brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, our readings for today comes to us from the prophet Isaiah chapter 61 verses 1 to 4 verse 8 to 11, and the Gospel according to St. John, chapter 1, verse 6 to 8, 19 to 28. The theme of our family worship service this morning is the one who was sent. The one who was sent. The, the, The text that we would like to focus on, the main text for today, is both of these texts, Isaiah as well as the Gospel according to St. John, But the verse that really stands out for me and that I would like to focus on as we explore the text as it comes to us from uh, the Gospel according to St. John, as John brings that narrative to us. I want to uh, read this verse as it is written in the Holy Scriptures. It simply says, I baptize with water, John replied, but among you stands one you do not know. He is the one who comes after me. And so, sisters and brothers in Jesus Christ, it was confirmed in the Garden of Gethsemane that Jesus Christ was one of us. Jesus Christ became truly one of us, one in our human struggles, one in our human emotions, one in our traumatic experiences, and one in our fears. It was confirmed in the Garden of Gethsemane that Jesus Christ was one of us, Being one of us means that we are not worshipping a rock-hearted, stone-cold God. But it means that we are worshipping a God who came to suffer 
as we suffer. In the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus praised and prayed earnestly, Father, if you are willing, take this cup away from me. The heavy load of all our sins were weighing Christ down, for Jesus had come too far from the moment of the announcement of his birth till now, not to see his purpose and not to see the divine plan through to the end. And when he took the first affirmative sips of that cup, he said to his disciples, The hour had come. And so out of God's love for humanity and out of God's love for the whole created order, God set Jesus Christ apart and consecrated Jesus Christ for the, whole, for the role of Savior of humanity. Out of God's love for the world and out of God's love for humanity, God set Jesus Christ apart and consecrated Jesus Christ for the role of liberator and for the role of our friend. And so God did not set Jesus apart from the world that he lived in. Jesus was set apart by God in the world, and that is to be God's powerful presence in the world. Jesus was God's greatest gift to humanity and the whole created order. Therefore, John the Baptist said this to say when the religious leaders asked him, Who are you? John had this to say to the religious leaders, I am not the Christ but the Christ is among you. And so the prophet Isaiah reminds us today that Jesus is the one who was sent by God. Isaiah reminded us that Jesus came into our human existence with his struggles, that Jesus came into our human existence with his strives and tensions, and that Jesus came into our human existence with his conflict and his joys and his traumatic experiences. In his heart, Jesus carried a distinctive sensitivity towards the broken-hearted. In his heart, Jesus carried a distinctive sensitivity towards the bruised and the battered. In his heart, Jesus carried a distinctive sensitivity towards the most vulnerable in our society. And so the prophet Isaiah's revelation and the prophecy and his prophecy and in his prophecy, God helps us to discover what is on the mind of God and what God wanted Jesus Christ to say and what God wanted Jesus Christ to do. Isaiah says in chapter 61 with its heading, The Year of the Lord's Favor. Jesus will not come with a set of moral ideas that he had to live by. Jesus will not come with a set of of uh, moral ideas that he needed to put into practice at the time. Jesus did not come, and Jesus will not come, with a set of principles, a set of values that he actively pursued as his goals. And so when Jesus commenced with his ministry, it had moral implications, and he challenged us, and he challenged all people and all the people of the world to act. His values protected life and was life enriching, especially his great moral values like truth and freedom and love. 
but it was the value that Jesus placed on other people's lives that set him apart from the rest at the time. And so, what Jesus was consecrated for was something far more and cannot only be reduced to morality, it cannot only be reduced to ethics. It was about what God wanted to do, and what God wanted to do was far more than moral ideas and to impose a set of values on the people at the time, or on us for that matter. God desired that Jesus should do what the Spirit nudged Jesus to do in any situation and in every situation that Jesus encountered in life. Jesus, listening to the Spirit's promptings, will help him. The Spirit's promptings will help him in the unfolding of God's divine plan for humanity and the whole of the created order. Since God in the person of Jesus Christ entered our human situation and was already dwelling amongst us, the prophet Isaiah said, and the prophet Isaiah revealed the mind of God and what Jesus needed to do and how Jesus needed to do act, the prophet Isaiah reveals it in, that, in this way. Just listen to what the prophet Isaiah says about Jesus. Listen to how Jesus understands the prophet Isaiah. This is how Jesus understands the prophet Isaiah. He said, and this is how we understand it. The Spirit of the Lord is on me to go on in the life-transforming and life-liberating power of the Holy Spirit to wrap flesh around the words of the prophet Isaiah. This was Jesus' understanding of his mission. This was Jesus' understanding of God's divine plan unfolded in his life. Jesus understood it in this way. The Spirit of the Lord is on me to go on in the life-transforming and life-liberating power of the Holy Spirit to wrap flesh around the words of the prophet Isaiah. And so, it come to these words, and so, these words, coming to Jesus Christ, and this is what Isaiah says, comes to Jesus Christ, Jesus himself says, did these words come to him in this form? To preach good news to the poor, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives, to recover the sight of the blind, to release the oppressed, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And so in the Holy Scriptures, we would find Jesus in the company of public officials that were corrupt, and Jesus was challenging these public officials that were corrupt. And so in the Holy Scriptures, we will find Jesus in the company of lepers living in isolation. And Jesus come and Jesus place them at the very center of the society. He takes them from the periphery, from the outskirts of the society, and he places them right into the center of society. We will also find Jesus in the company of the brokenhearted. We will find Jesus in the company of the most vulnerable. 
We will find Jesus in the company of the sick, and we will find Jesus in the company of the mentally tormented. We will find Jesus in the company of the poor, the marginalized. We will find Jesus in conflict with religious and political authorities at the time. Jesus was in this divine unfolded plan for his life. He was mocked and he was sentenced to death. His death was victory because Jesus conquered death. And therefore we believe that our God is actually a missionary God. God sent Jesus Christ out of his great love for humanity and out of his great love for the world. Jesus Christ sent all his disciples into the world with a very specific purpose a very specific plan, go and make disciples of all nations. But he also sent us into the world, us as Christ followers. Jesus sent us into the world. And we are ready to go with an inner spiritual disposition and attitude that says to Jesus, from this moment on, I set myself apart to be used and to be in service, to be in your service and to be of service to you. And so glorify yourself in me. Glorify yourself in what I want to say. Glorify yourself in what I want to do, Jesus. We can do so. We can serve Jesus. And we can go with Jesus. We can go for Jesus. Because the same spirit that was on Christ is the same spirit that is available to you, is the same spirit that is available to me. You do not have to be fearful. You do not have to be timid. You do not have to be weak. Because when the Holy Spirit is on us, the Holy Spirit settles in our hearts. The Holy Spirit takes possession thereof and directs us in what to do and what to say. And this is where I agree with Chief Justice Mohueng Mohueng. COVID-19 is holding the world in its grip. No person, no company, no group, no nation can benefit millions and billions of rand from any vaccine. Otherwise, such vaccine is from the devil. The glory of God that needs to be revealed today, the glory of God that needs to be revealed in the world today, lies here in that our love for all the people of the world, our love for our neighbors, our love for humanity, means that the benefits of any vaccine produced should only be enough to cover the cost of producing such a vaccine. Nothing more and so also nothing less. Billions and billions of, of profits and benefits derived from the cure of COVID-19 is not from the divine powers operative in the world today. Therefore, this is 
some of the moral implications of our love for God. It is some of the moral implications for our love for humanity. It is some of the moral implications of our love for human beings. It means loving my neighbor as myself. And because I love my neighbor as myself, billions and billions of profit and benefits derived from the cure of COVID-19 is not from the divine powers operative in the world today. The Holy Spirit always points us in the direction of glorifying God and serving Jesus Christ. Endured with the power of the Holy Spirit, we are ready to represent God in the world and we are ready to to, 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 to represent Jesus Christ in the world. As Christ's followers, we are ready to demonstrate God's will in every situation that we may encounter in life. Our lives, therefore, become spirit-driven. Our lives, therefore, become purpose-driven. To do the work of Christ is to carry on with the work that Christ began, and that is today. The work of Christ is today. To intensify the fight against that government officials and political party officials who are stealing from the poor during the coronavirus pandemic in our country when food parcels were distributed in order to mitigate the impact of the lockdown on the poor. To do the work of Christ today. To carry on with the work of Christ today means that we need to intensify our fight against those who have been fingered in the personal protective equipment in the fraud. And it does not matter what positions they may hold in government, it does not matter what positions they may hold in political parties, and it does not matter what positions they may hold in business. And it seems like COVID-19, gender-based violence, PPE fraud and corruption is now the pandemics in our country. We don't only have one pandemic. And so we want to see arrests. We want to see prosecutors, uh, prosecutions. We want to see jail sentences. At the moment, there is very little happening in this regard. Therefore, people continue as normal because nothing is happening to them. And so we cannot but ask ourselves, is this integrity committee that people appear before? Is this integrity committee of political parties just smoke screens and nothing more than smoke screens? I think we have had enough of these smoke screens and integrity committees and nothing is happening to people. It is most disturbing to hear from the Auditor General of South Africa in his report, that people were receiving grants which they were not entitled to. Carrying on with the work of Christ means that we need to intensify the fight against these kind of evils in our society. And therefore, we need to pray for the consequences against any form of evil in our society and in the world today. People cannot escape the consequences of it. When there's evil, we need to pray that there will be consequences too for those people that are committing that evil in our society. 
God is amongst us. Blessed with the fullness of God, God emptied himself and made himself of no reputation. Jesus was fully divine. Jesus was fully human as we are. But he was without our human weaknesses. Christmas tells us that his powerful presence is here to help us in our struggles of faith, to help us in our human suffering. Christmas tells us that God is amongst us to coach us along the way as the Holy Spirit enables us to do what God has on his mind for us to do in the world. And so, Jesus is here to keep us. Jesus is amongst us to inspire us as we search for a vaccine. Jesus is amongst us to comfort us. Jesus is amongst us to instruct us. And Jesus is among us to send us into send us into the troubles, to send us into the traumas, to send us into the challenges of human beings and the challenges of the world. The resurrected Christ is not only amongst us, but the resurrected Christ also lives within us. Therefore, we can always sing, Alive, alive, my Jesus is alive. Because my Jesus is alive. He lives in my heart and he lives in your heart. And he is on his way with us. Glory be to God, our Creator, our Savior, our Liberator, and our Friend. Glory be to Jesus Christ, God's Son, and glory be to the Holy Spirit, our our Enabler and our Guide. In Jesus' name, Amen. Let us pray. Out of God's love for the world, you have sent your Son to come and to dwell amongst us. Send all of us who follow you into the world and to do the things that you want us to do. But also grant us your Holy Spirit, O God, so that whatever we do, we will never do it on our willpower, on our own strength, with our best resolutions, but that we will always do it Go for you and go with you under the guidance and leadership of the Spirit. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.